thing on. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a very, very special day in the college football world. This is a debut episode of the College Football Cut. My name is Adam Mack. I'm here joined alongside my co-host, Jared Terrell. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. We're finally here. We made it. We're doing it. I know. We finally made it. We had some (laughs) test shows, a lot of planning, but, you know, it is a great day to, you know, get back in talk some college football, you know, just last week, and I got to go to the Marshall Navy game and just to see, you know, full stadium, wild student sections. It was, it was so special. No, 2020 sucked, but to get back into the college football season, nothing is better than that. I got the NFL game on right now. Are you ready to talk some football? Absolutely, man. Oh yeah, let's do it. Now, obviously, the big story from week one, big game of the week. Uh, we had number uh, five, Georgia, versus number three, Clemson. In the end, Georgia Bulldogs defeated the Clemson Tigers 10-3. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the game from uh, week one? That was a good game, man. I don't I don't know about you, but it was enjoyable to watch. It, it It's one of those few times where you, you watch a game that's low scoring, but it's still just great fun. I mean, those guys were just smacking the crap out of each other. It was good football. Um Tough, tough loss for Clemson. We'll we'll get into that later, but mm-hmm. ov- overall, a really enjoyable game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think going into the game, everyone was talking about the offenses. You know, you had two star quarterbacks, uh, mm-hmm. JT Daniels, uh, DJ from Clemson, and everyone was talking about these offenses. In the end, it was a big defensive game. The only touchdown yeah. was a pick six uh, yeah. from Georgia. Two field goals, uh, one by each team. So overall, it wasn't this big. Um, no defensive or offensive fire sh- uh, crap shoot that we were gonna expect. Yeah. So it really showed the defenses like how cal- like important they are, and you know it was an exciting game to watch. You know, yeah, I was gonna hope for a better game out of JT Daniels, who's my Heisman pick going into the season. But you know, in mm-hmm. the end, those defenses were were coming out to were being elite. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. You know, and and especially this early in the season. You know, I. I, I'm not getting down on those offenses mm-hmm. at all because early in the season, defense is going to prevail. So, it, you know, I, I think there's still a lot more to come for both both offenses from Georgia and Clemson. Yeah, absolutely. I think for Georgia, I think they, they're they going to end up leaving this game with, you know, a lot more confidence because, you know, look at their schedule. You know, it's the SEC, obviously. They have a tough schedule and a lot of tough games they have to play. They had an opportunity to play a top three team in Clemson, you know, week one. So, to be able to, you know, go from the rest of the season and play teams like, you know, at that high caliber level, that's going to help them down the road. They're not going to be, you know, when they get tested, they've already been able to experience this one. So now going into week two, week three, rest of the season, they're going to be ready for whatever is thrown at them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, 
the one thing about Clemson, it was hoping a lot more from them is, you know, obviously going into the season, they have one thing on their mind. They want to win a national championship. The expectation is to win, make the playoffs. Expectation is to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, at the end of the season, everyone's going to say this was a quality loss for Georgia. Another big loss for the ACC was UNC went down. Yeah. And so now we have the top two teams in the ACC both losing week one. So now I bring up the question, can the ACC still make the playoffs with either Clemson or UNC with each of them losing week one? What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it, it it's going to be tough, um, you know, because because Clemson, I think as of right now, they don't have any other opponents that are even ranked in the top 25 right mm-hmm. now. So they're, you know, even though it was a loss, they might have to ride on the curtails of a close loss against Georgia, who may eventually be ranked number one in the country. And maybe that will get them there. I don't know. But their, their strength of schedule alone, mm-hmm. the, it's not really going to help them out. Absolutely. Talk about their strength of schedule. Clemson doesn't have that strength of schedule. The ACC, they're not playing, you know, teams like like Georgia does, you know, on a consistent basis. My friend, my boy Mike here brings up a good point. You know, yeah. a playoff without Clemson, it's never heard of. You know, I can't – I think the last time was the first year for the playoffs uh, when Clemson didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's kind of one of those things. At some point, they don't need to make it. They can't make it. We all thought about Alabama. Alabama's going to make it every year. They punched their ticket. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, Alabama missed the playoffs. They mm-hmm. were in a dominant SEC conference that year and ended up losing to LSU and Auburn, knocked them out of the playoffs. Maybe this early loss to Georgia and maybe a slip-up later in the season for Clemson could push them out of the playoffs. And for the first time in a long time for Dabo, he has to go to a regular bowl game and not really plan for much of anything. Right. The kind of same thing goes for UNC. You know, they were one a team that kind of going yeah. into the season, like, we can beat Clemson. We can make the playoffs. They come in week one, and they lose to Virginia Tech. And Sam Howell was one of those guys that he had one thing on his mind. He's, I want to win a Heisman. I'm the best quarterback in the country. Yeah. You come out week one, and you don't perform. So can you see UNC, even with this early loss to Virginia Tech, finding their way into the playoffs or even at least knocking on the door for the playoffs? Uh, but, you know, because they, they have an even tougher climb, I think. You know, they, they fell back so far. They they have a little bit better of a schedule that will help them get there, I think. They, they still play Miami and Notre Dame yet. Uh, you know, I know Miami just came off of a loss to Alabama and fell back in the rankings a little bit. But at least UNC has the schedule there to help them make up some ground. I don't know if it's going to mm. be enough. And they'd have to win out, too. They'd have to win some big games, um, so we'll we'll see if if they if they win the rest of their games from here. I can't say that they're going to make the playoffs, but I know that's what they're going to have to do to get in. Yeah, again, it's it's tough for for me to look at that UNC team and say they're going to be a top four team in the country. Yeah. You know that there. I mean, there's a lot of teams that you expected week one to be. Oh yeah, this is a top four team. They didn't look like top four teams. Oklahoma struggled against Tulane. Yeah. Can't make the argument that they're a top four team. Yeah. You know, Alabama again dominates as they always do. Clemson, they lost. Georgia, they won, but they didn't look great in that game. Mm-hmm. There's not that clear top four this year, um, which you know could play in Clemson's favor a little bit down the road for right now. But I mean, looking at it right now, I don't like the chances for the ACC to make the playoffs. I don't like Clemson at the moment. I definitely don't like UNC. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. 
So again, it was a crazy week one. Um, we, you know, I saw a lot of teams. Like I kind of said, Oklahoma. You know, they looked horrendous against Tulane. They should have walked into that game and put up fifty without question. They're, yeah, they're supposed to be Lincoln Riley's best defense. They looked terrible. Who's what? You know, what sort of the players? What player from week one surprised you? Uh, so my biggest one. There's a lot actually. Uh, my my biggest one that I wanted to talk about with you was uh, Jack Cohn from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he transferred from uh, Wisconsin, I believe it was. Uh, he had to beat out a couple guys this year to get the starting job, but against a pretty fast and physical Florida State defense, he went 26 for 35, 366 yards, four touchdowns. He did throw one pick, but for a first major start at a new school, that's pretty damn impressive. My favorite thing I've ever heard about Jack Cohn was that the fact that he re- – committed to Notre Dame his freshman year of high school as a lacrosse player. Oh, it means really? nothing to do with this, but, you know, it's just a little fun fact. Um, yeah. Kind of go back to Sam Howell. Christian wants you to add him, all people to add him, because he said Sam Howell played better than Spencer Rattler week one. Um, <laughs> he said, don't at me, but if you've ever met Christian, oh, wait, even better. Jack Cohn over Ian Book. Actually, you know, solid point, Christian. <laughs> I don't like to agree with you, but, you know, I was really curious what this the Notre Dame offense was going to look like without Ian Book. And I've never mm-hmm. been a huge fan of Notre Dame. They seem to either be really good all season. Um, thank you, Christian. Um, they seem to be really good all season, run into a top team in the playoffs, they lose. Yeah. Or they seem to be, this is our year, we're going to win. They struggle week one. They struggled week one against Florida State. Obviously, mm-hmm. first of all, shout out to Mackenzie Millen. That was – Amazing. Truly sensational, but Jack Cohn again. He he looked really really good out there for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that Notre Dame just didn't look good against Florida State. So that's why he's not kind of being considered right now in those you know top quarterbacks from Week One. Right, absolutely. For me, a guy that kind of stuck out, and I'm so confused why we don't talk about him as much is Taluya Tagabailoa from Maryland, and. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever, you know, we've ever talked about Maryland highlights, but first of all, my little sister goes to Maryland. So I told her I would make sure I'd uh, shout her out. So Danny, if you're watching, I love you. And here's your Maryland shout out. But, you know, he's always going to be compared. He's always going to be to his brother. No matter what, until he wins a national championship and probably two, he's always going to be to his brother. So he's not going to get the attention and the hype that other people are going to get. But then look what he did. 344 yards, or sorry, 332 yards, three touchdowns, and 70% completion rate. And he did, it's not like he did that against an FBS school. It's not like he did that against a G5 school. He did that against West, WVU and West Virginia in a Big 12 program. Mm-hmm. Granted, West Virginia is not you know, that Oklahoma or Iowa State Big 12 program. But West Virginia is still always a very solid program. So he's a quarterback that, you know, put up some really good numbers. And even last year, we had some really good games, upset Penn State, you know, played pretty decent against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But one thing about the 2020 season, if you had a bad year, it's, oh, it's because of COVID. We don't worry about that. But if you had a really good year, it's, okay, it's COVID. Don't worry about it. It's fluke. only a, a fluke. Yeah. He came out week one against a Big 12 program and played phenomenal. Yeah. This could be the player for Maryland to, you know, I always say, and 
again, Danny, if she's watching, she's going to get mad. I always say Maryland's one of the armpits of the Big Ten. He could be that player that helps Maryland get away from that armpit and maybe move like Illinois into that role alongside Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Big swing like that. Who knows, man? Yeah. Again, I mean, going into the season, everyone was talking about these big quarterbacks, Sam Ratner, Jake, uh, Sam Howell, Carson Strong from Nevada. Every year we always get introduced to these new quarterbacks early on and they kind of just under the radar all offseason, then they take off. Joe Burrow in 2019 wasn't being talked about. He's a, remember, projected as a six-round pick going into that year. Yeah. Ended up having the best year, and here she is. Love you too, Danny. <laughs> um, you know, Jack Cohen or Tiger Bailoa could be two of those guys that if they keep progressing and having you know, good years, mm-hmm. they could be one of those guys that um, – Maybe move into that role and start, you know, you know, starting to like realize come, you know, end of the season. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, another guy we've been talking about, five touchdowns for Cincinnati against Miami of Ohio. Man, but again, insert. Thank you, Christian. Um, (laughs) But another thing, you know, we talked about players that you know were surprises. There's one team for me that surprised me more than anybody. And that's the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. You know, the Tom Herman era for for UT was horrendous. You know, he he brought the team back to try to go back to the glory days. You know, Sam Ellinger is always going to be a meme now for saying we're back. And then, you know, following up the next year by playing horrendous. You know, they bring Steve Sarkeesian, the the Bulls, uh, you know, top assistant from the year before, you know, trying to rebuild his career, but you wonder, like, you know, going to the year was, was Coach Sark going to be able to bring Texas back to the glory? And I get it's week one. They played a G5 team. You know, I love Louisiana. They looked phenomenal mm-hmm. during the game. You know, 400 yards total offense. They only gave up less than 100 yards rushing. And Hudson Card, or Carter Card, I don't even know. Card. Hudson Card, he looked better than Sam Ellinger ever did. You know, I'm hoping you now I, I that he can bring them back to their glory, but they look phenomenal. It's like that's like vintage Texas that they were looking like, you know, on on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I missed that game, so I was just stat watching that one, but. They they put out some pretty good numbers and they uh Longhorn's got a pretty good tailback too, don't they? Yeah. Again, one of those <laughs> yeah. guys who was rushing yeah, over the board. Um <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he had what one one rushing touchdown, one reception mm-hmm. touchdown, I think. Uh seventy some yards receiving. I think I got him here. Yeah, seventy three yards receiving and then hundred and three yards rushing. He had a he had a pretty good day. Yeah, again, it's it was it was good to see that Texas is kind of back to where they were, you know from a few years ago and I'm hoping that, you know, coach Sark, can you bring them back to what they were? Cause you know, it's such a historic program yeah. and more specifically once they move the sec, yeah, they keep playing how they used to, they're going to be at the bottom tier. So yeah, this is the time to build up that confidence, build up that program into a top tier program. So once they do enter the sec in the next, you know, five years, 
they're going to be ready and up there with the Alabamas, the Georgias, LSU, at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a good start for him. And, you know, hopefully they can keep on building. Which team was a big surprise for you going into week one? Well, I had a couple here. One, Well, one, first of all, being Virginia Tech. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to talk about how awesome it was for Virginia Tech to have a home game again, to an enter Sandman yeah. at the beginning of the game. That's going to be hard for any team playing there, no matter mm-hmm. how good they're supposed to be or how good they are. So Virginia Tech beating UNC, I think that's a big win, you know, with a, kind of just going back to how we are talking about the ACC, that really shook things up. Uh, I think rankings came out, and I think Virginia Tech's at like 19 now. Um, so they're they're ahead of UNC and Miami, I believe. Um I forget where they fell at, but we'll we'll see how Virginia Tech plays out the rest of the year. Um, otherwise, I uh, got to give a little shout out to uh, South Dakota State. I'm from South Dakota, so definitely a Jackrabbits fan. They're FCS runner-ups last year, so they uh, came down to Fort Collins and beat the CSU Rams. And I was in Laramie this weekend, actually, so just about 40 minutes north of Fort Collins, so I could uh, I could feel the victory from that <laughs> far away. It was it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. You know, again. It's always good to root for those, you know, the FCS and you know G five yeah. schools. You know, they don't obviously get the attention, but you know, you look at these these games, and sometimes those games could always be the better games of the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go to the Marshall Navy game down in Annapolis, um, and I was you know hesitant. We lost a lot of guys to the transfer portal. You know, we were we have a new head coach, Charles Huff, who came, who's the number one recruiter in football, came from Alabama. You no, know, you don't have high expectations for going in week one, but man, it was that team. That team looked electric. Minute, yeah. 20 seconds, they walked down the field and scored. You know, just an overall dominant game, block kicks, interceptions, fumbles. You know, it just it got you excited to get back into college football. And, mm-hmm. you know, a couple other surprises. I'm looking at the rankings right now. I think a big surprise, you know, for how kind of, you know, big of a win was Penn State over Wisconsin. Going into oh, yeah. going into Wisconsin, you know, yeah. it wasn't no a big you know you no know, high scoring game. It was a pretty defensive game. I think Penn State only won seventeen ten or something like that. I know it came down to a, a, an interception right on the goal line to end the uh, with a minute left. But Penn yeah. State is one of those you know, sneaky teams for me this year. You know, last year again, yeah. go back to COVID. Everyone wants it. They started the year zero and five. Last time I checked, that was twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. They started zero and five. Then proceeded to go four zero. You know, Sean Clifford is back. Uh, Johan Johan Dotson is the uh, returning wide receiver. Mike Yurick is the new offensive coordinator. This could be a team that you know gives maybe Ohio State a little bit of trouble. I still think Ohio State's the better team, right? But he's definitely you know they could, it's not going to be as walking a park as you know all my Ohio State fans. And if Christian's still walking watching, he's probably all pissed off at me that I semi bashed Ohio <laughs> State, right? Yeah, no, I I agree because, you, you know, you and I had talked about this before where, you know, we were going back and forth on who we thought was going to win each conference. And when we got to the Big 12, we just couldn't think of anybody that was going to compete with Ohio State. So it'll be mm-hmm. – it'll be uh, or Big 10, excuse me. So it'll be fun to, uh, to see how it plays out, see how Penn State develops and see if they can give Ohio State a run. Yeah, absolutely. Again, just the whole college football, you know, week one, it was – Oh, you're a UNC fan now. Of course you are. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think I saw him declare that on Twitter somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. 
for everyone who's new to the cut, Christian declares a lot of things on Twitter, and I simply <laughs> just can't keep track of it every day. So no, it's good to know. Keep that in note. Um, <laughs> fine, I'll talk about UNC. Um, they look like shit. There you go, Christian. <laughs> um, but you know, it seemed like you know just going to week one, you expected a lot of um. Typical, you said like typical college football. You expected Alabama to dominate. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christian. You know, you expected Alabama to dominate. You expected Ohio State to dominate. Ohio State struggled against Minnesota. You know, in the end, you know, CJ Stroud, you know, Ryan Day were able to pull out the victory, but overall, it seemed like it was not that typical, like expecting we were expecting these dominating players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And you know, and I and I kind of wonder if that if that goes back to kind of what we touched on earlier, where sometimes offenses are going to start out a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Granted, you wouldn't think that Ohio State would start out slow against a team like Minnesota, but you know maybe they just kind of have, uh, just kind of kind of have the blues from getting a new quarterback in there too. Absolutely. Again, it was it was a weird hot first year, you know, first week of college football. You know, it's great to be back. Um, you know, going into the season, we were talking a lot about. Big topic of conversation was the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Who's going to win the Heisman Trophy? It seems like it, it feels like this season, even though there's a, a clear preseason favorite, there did seem to be a big toss up. There was, a, in my opinion, a good 10 guys who all were capable of winning the Heisman, but the two most popular ones were uh, uh, Ratner and Sam Howell um, from UNC. Yeah. After watching them week one, are you convinced that they're still the top tier choices? No, especially Sam Howell. Especially he, he he's dropped down quite a bit. I'm actually looking at the odds right now, and he's dropped down to eighth now. And I think he was mm-hmm. top four before that. And you know, I know it was a road game and a tough atmosphere, but if if a guy's going to win the Heisman, that's where they that's where they really got to show up. You know that that's where they got to that's where they got to make people believe it. Um, who was the other one you said, Rattler? Yeah, he's still the favorite. Has to be still the favorite. He, or is he's he dropped? Two. He's number two. Let me guess who number one is. I bet you can't. Is it not who I think it is? Who is it? Well, as of right now, I think the Heisman Trophy is a very the top person for the trophy is very clear and evident. And if mm-hmm. he continues on the way he's going, is it? Br- Why? Well, that's not what I wanted. I gotta get this banner away. I'm new at this. Don't mess this up. I'm already messing it up, but <laughs> if we you know to continue the season, just he keeps playing like he's playing. Mm-hmm. Is it Bryce Young's Heisman to lose? As of week one, yeah. Three hundred and forty-four yards, four touchdowns against Miami. You know, going into the season, we didn't really know what we were getting out of him. You know, he's this freshman quarterback. He's taken over for Mac Jones, who had arguably one of the best seasons for an Alabama quarterback. You know, but also bigger, new wide receivers, new running back, new offensive coordinator, new everything. Only thing that was kind of similar was Nick Saban was still there. You didn't really know what we were getting out of him. And then first week one, he throws 344 yards for four touchdowns. And after how, you know, all the other so-called Heisman Trophy uh, favorites did, yeah. at this point, 
is it his Heisman Trophy to lose, or is there someone that's you know has the top ten? Who who technically was is the favorite according to Vegas? It is Bryce Young. I mean, after that week, I can't imagine someone. How, how could it be? Like, do you, who do you think right now is it Bryce Young's Heisman to lose? Well, so if 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 you follow the idea that we were talking about already, where all the top guys that should have performed well didn't, and they didn't necessarily play against tough opponents, they still didn't perform well. And then you look at Bryce Young, for example, they played Miami. Sure, that's not exactly top tier right now, but it, they were pretty highly ranked. Were they 14th, I think, going into week one? Mm-hmm, so yeah. they played a pretty good opponent. And as of right now, maybe a team that's going to make a good run at the ACC. But they played a pretty good opponent. It was his first start, correct? And mm-hmm. he he did what he was supposed to do. He's he's uh, go, going past his expectations, whereas the other guys didn't. Yeah. They fell yeah. short. You know, you, we didn't really know what we were getting out of him. Freshman quarterback. And, you know, signed him over a million dollars in endorsements before he ever took a snap. Mm-hmm. You know, if he keeps playing like this, you got to realize he's only a freshman. How much yeah. better can a, this court, you know, this guy get? You know, I hate to say, like, you know, freshman, he's going to be, you know, remember Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's going to win two Heismans. But, like, Bryce Young walked into, you know, the best, best football program in the country and absolutely played a brilliant game. And it's yeah. not like they played a shitty pro, uh, opponent. They were playing Miami, who at the time, you know, was 14th in the country. You know, I had no high hopes for Miami. I hate Manny Diaz with a passion because what he did to Temple. But yeah. Miami was going through more of a rebuild. Alabama was going through a reload. Bryce Young's saying, are we even really going through a reload? Because what I saw, he looked a lot better than Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. looked good. He looked good. as a really exciting week one for him. You know, I I feel like it's going to be dangerous going against Mercer this this week because he played so well against Miami. So it's uh, not going to look good when he throws for less yards. But you know, yeah. he might throw. He might you know have those you know those numbers you know, uh you know within the first quarter knowing knowing Alabama. Do um, uh, do you have his stats from last week in front of you? Yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah. What? How many rushing yards did he have? I like too. He was not big. Uh, he didn't use much of his feet. Um, he was, you know, just utilizing that arm. Three hundred again, three hundred forty-four yard yards uh, for Alabama. I mean, for Alabama was phenomenal. And you know, he obviously, you know, that's something that they can work on. You know, with the rushing game. You know, I know they have a new uh, rush game coordinator there. You know, Charles Huff obviously went to to Marshall. Um, so, you know, that's going to look a lot different. And I think the big concern I had with Alabama Week One was. Their coaching staff is just so new. You know, yeah. granted, you know, uh, Bill O'Brien is there. He's a phenomenal offensive-minded coach for college. But it's week, It's his first game for Alabama. You would have think Coach you know, Coach Sark was there or Lane Kiffin was there the way this Alabama team was looking. And, again, you, they always say they don't rebuild, they, re, they reload. It doesn't feel like they reloaded. It feels like this is still the same dominant team that, you know, yeah. they played last year. Awesome. Well, it is my favorite time of the show. Every week, we're going to break down some of the games going on this week. Um, Typical college game day fashion. But before we do that, we actually have some celebrity guest pickers today. (laughs) Now, this first person, I don't know how best to describe him. According to his bio on the Cut website, says, and I quote, I'm a mess. And I've known this guy for about... Six years, 
Yeah, about six years. You know, he's taught me a lot. You know, he mentored me through my time at, you know, Cleveland State, you know, helping me deal with, you know, shitty intramural participants. You know, his fraternity really hated me because they didn't like my calls. Now, when I bring him on, it's not Matt Patricia. Mm. Mr. Randy Hall. How you doing, Randy? Fair. There he is. Good reference. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing great, man. And great you're wearing a sure. Lawyer's League shirt tonight. <laughs> you, Look yeah, at that. I know, right? <laughs> it was on accident. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that's oh, it. Just Randy, how you doing tonight? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, getting a, a great game for the first game of the NFL season. Got to catch you guys all this halftime so far. Happy to be here. Awesome. And we have a second guest. Unfortunately. Man, this, yeah, I know. I think he might be one of the most hated people on Twitter just because he just, you know, he says what he wants sometimes. And, you know, again, same for I met I met him six years ago at Cleveland State. He interviewed me for my first job. Um, you know, very foolish of him. He gave me the job and you know, now he's truly stuck with me for a long time. America's bald man, Mr. Christian Williams. What is up, dude? That was I like that intro. I told um, you it was gonna be good. Yeah, that, solid. that's solid. Yeah. Um, how are you? Oh, I know. It's college football, man. <laughs> exactly. I know. Marshall's one and oh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> they are. You guys have had a great show. I must say, I've been obviously in the comments. Um, I, I don't know that that Christian Williams guy that just wouldn't shut up in the comments. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah, just I just like started Twitter. following him on Twitter today. He gives great fantasy football advice. Yeah, good stuff. The, didn't you quote tweet my uh, start your studs? Yeah, <laughs> start your stuff. You got a good but... chuckle out of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So let's break down some a few different games we got this week. Uh, we'll start off with our amazing FCS game of the week: Lindenwood versus the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I know mm-hmm. we have a, a resident Jackrabbits fan, so we'll let him go last because I know he has a lot more to say <laughs> than you know three people who don't even know where Lindenwood is. Um, spoilers, Missouri, I passed it on my road trip. Um, Lyndon will look horrendous week one from what, uh, their stats show. Cause definitely didn't watch it. South Dakota state dominated Colorado state. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Jackrabbits. Randy, who you got? I'm right there with you. You get, they got kind of a spotlight last week and came out big with a huge win. I think they keep that exposure going and keep it rolling. Christian. Um, yeah, I mean, South Dakota State looked really, really good last week. Uh, this uh, is this Pierre Strong sound yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound uh, familiar? Yeah, yeah. Pierre Strong <laughs> looked pretty good. Um, and so, come on, I don't come on, Debbie Ryder. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's on too many uh, Debbie radars, uh, <laughs> but uh, he looked good, and so I'm picking them. All uh, right. Mr. South Dakota State himself. Yeah, short and sweet. I'm going with the Jackrabbits. Easy. Pierre Strong had 138 yards, two touchdowns against Colorado State Rams. I don't see why not. They're going to beat Lindenwood. Yeah. yeah also, I, I do want to shout out uh, Trey McBride in that game. Big Trey McBride guy. Uh, 13 receptions, tight end one, 2022. Randy and I will talk about him a lot in the next uh, few months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm obsessed. You'd be obsessed about something? <laughs> right? No. He's the Justin Fields of tight ends for me. Oh, That's not gonna... true. That was Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Shut up. That's true. That's true. Hey, listen, it's Christian. He has his bold takes that we all scratch our heads about. He does, yeah. man. Yeah, All right. 
if you know me really well, you know how much I'm a big G5 fan. And I was trying to find a G5 game that was worth talking about. Um, and there simply wasn't one. So it's going to be 9-11 on Saturday. No better time to honor, you know, the troops. You know, 1-0 Air Force travels to Annapolis to take on the Navy midshipmen. I saw Navy play last week live. They looked terrible. My One of my friends, Ryan, Rashina Ali for Marshall, literally ran all over him. A true freshman running back. They looked terrible on defense. They looked, they couldn't get anything going on offense. Their special teams – I don't think their special teams coordinator should have a job in football ever again because he was even worse. Air, you got to give it to Air Force. I'm living in Colorado Springs now. i got to give it uh, to my hometown team now. Randy, who you got? Uh, I'm I'm going Navy, and it's honestly simply just because I think they're going to try and bounce back after being killed through the air last week. Air Force can't pass, so uh, I the Navy does have a pretty good stud middle linebacker as well with a last name I've never heard said, so I'm not going to say it right now. Don't like the spelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think he'll slow down the, the rushing tag. I know Air Force's quarterback had the three touchdowns last week on the ground, but I, hopefully they could slow him down a bit. Jared, who you got? I'm going with Air Force, too. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a grinder, a lot of rushing yards, but uh, I think Air Force has the edge in this one. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to take Air Force in this one simply because, you know, the team that passed the ball five times last week is certainly going to win. Uh, I think they had over 300 rushing yards. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, something crazy. Uh, and so that's a team, you know, run the damn ball is what I like to say. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Air Force, game. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Navy looked terrible last week. I'm happy they it lost. Did. Um, I'm happy they lost, though. Um, but we'll I, move th- Yeah, th- that's the thing for me is it literally they didn't look bad against the run. It's just Marshall just killed them through the air. Yeah. It's like four hundred some yards, right? Like Grant Wells for uh for president, man. Screw Heisman, he can't get that president. Nah, no, listen. <laughs> I was tailgating with his family on Saturday. I, that I gotta uh, hype them up. Fair. All right, we'll move yeah. into some. Uh, I guess you know. Better football. There's no question who's going to win this game. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. Over under 40 point margin of victory for Alabama over Mercer. Jared, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Who over under 40? You you showed me that earlier and I couldn't believe it. I said, is that real? <laughs> but uh, the, the crazy thing is, is I kind of want to take the over. I think that's likely. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up there and I'm gonna say uh the over is all, like a lock after how Alabama played last week. Mm-hmm. Also, Adam, you referenced I interviewed you for your first job. Uh the person who interviewed me, that's uh true. her name is Rachel, and uh she went to Mercer. So I'll have to shoot her a, a text or something this weekend and apologize, but I am taking the over 40 point margin of victory here. How many Rachel's worked at the CSU Rec Center? Just a lot. This this was the OG Rachel. She yeah. she oh, brought okay. us she brought us all in, actually. Oh, besides Lord. you. 
<laughs> yeah, besides me, I had the other Rachel. Yeah, but you were brought in because of us too, so it it was yes. it's her fault too for you as well. I think that's more of the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apologize because Mercer ain't winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll take the over too. I just I honestly Alabama's backups could probably put up twenty. Yeah. Pretty much. Not sure. This is I think you know the highlight of week one for me, and it was when Kansas stormed the field. After winning their first game since 2019, do they take the momentum and upset number 17, Coastal Carolina? As a person that came from a high school that did this exact same thing uh, until we became good because of teams that I were on, (laughs) uh, I think they lose badly. (laughs) It's nice to get that one upset win, especially late in the game like they did, but they're they're getting beat by just a much better team. I don't even consider it much of an upset. They they were they're a Big Twelve program playing an FCS school. They should be winning. And the, the fact that they stormed the field after beating an FCS program, <laughs> Jared. I know getting South Dakota guy. You know, I'm sorry that you know heartbreaking loss. But are you gonna are you, are you pity for, against Kansas or is Coastal gonna you know do what we all think is gonna do and get the win? Oh, Coastal's gonna do what we're thinking they're gonna do. <laughs> I, I was I was actually uh, watching the Kansas University of South Dakota game closely because I was like, oh, we're gonna get two South Dakota wins in one night. This is gonna be so great. <laughs> and then Kansas edged them out. But uh, no, they because they've just barely beat a middle of the road Missouri Valley Conference school in the FCS. I can't see them being beating Coastal Carolina. There's no way. No. Uh, same. Same. So shout out Grayson McCall. Uh, he's going to throw all over this team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shout yeah. out Isaiah Likely. Those are two NFL draft prospects that I think are going to carry uh, Coastal in this game. I am, I did not realize that Coastal bumped all the way up to 17 this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. Shout out to, to Coastal. Big fan. So RIP Kansas, though. Yeah. Another thing I also with Coastal last week, 600 total yards of rushing. Or no, total offense. Sorry, mm-hmm. 600 yards of total offense. And it was led by their two running backs. I, I can't see a way that Kansas is going to be able to stop uh, that you know, dominant of an uh, offense, especially with Shamari Jones and Reese White leading the rush. Yeah, Kansas, you got your win for the year, you know. On to, on to next year. For the for the two years, actually. Yeah, two years. Yeah. 2020, 2023, though, we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shout out those running backs. They were sitting behind C.J. Marable last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, I don't know if he landed on a practice squad, but an NFL player. So yeah. yep. maybe maybe there are two more there. Yeah. Well, we can move on to, you know, two teams that actually are semi-relevant, usually. Stanford will be, Visiting down number 14, USC. I, I wasn't a fan of Stanford last week. They looked terrible. And Caden Slovis for USC is trying to make that argument to be a top-tier quarterback. You know, he looked pretty pretty good last week. You know, I don't think he's going to be – has that potential. But, you know, he's trying. You know, participation trophies, you know, are are, are big. But I think USC is going get, gonna to get the win uh, win here. Yep, I agree with all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, so 
it, first, uh, let me talk about Slovis because I'm like the big Slovis hater here. Uh, well, uh, across the whole Debbie landscape, I've got people that come at me, of course, on Twitter, on my favorite app, uh, because I said that Keaton Slovis is a day three NFL quarterback, and he didn't really do much to to stave me off of that last week. Even though they did, I mean, USC look good. I think they're gonna easily win this game, and then you know the Slovis hype train is gonna get out of control until. UCLA just thumps them uh, and thumps Slovis specifically with that pass rush down the road. But yeah, Stanford's bad. Uh, shout out Davis Mills as well for making them look not as bad last yeah. year. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, USC is winning this one easy. Stanford lost a ton of leadership last year to the draft and they looked inept on offense last week. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. It was gross. It was tough to watch, and it was tough to watch even the highlights. You know, there was highlights. There weren't, yeah, there were lowlights. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I USC is just gonna be too dominant. Stanford lost too much. It has got to go with the Trojans. Next game, we got another G five program versus my least favorite team, the Miami Hurricanes. App State go down to face the U. I hate Manny Diaz. And I want App State to be ranked so Marshall can beat them and get ranked soon. So I'm gonna go with uh with App State on this one. That's but Derry King for Miami looked really good week one against Bama. I didn't really know what he was gonna look like after the ACL tear and just what Miami was going through. App State just looked really good last week against East Carolina. 450 yards of total offense. Chase. Bryce needs to kind of step up a little bit more, I think, especially now he's going against, you know, Miami. But I'm going to go with App State for, for the upset this week. Jared, who you got? Uh, I think I'm more excited about watching King playing more than I really care about who wins that game. But um, I think Miami's going to edge out Appalachian State. All right. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I think Miami and King look great. Uh, in the second half after they already got blown out. So I really don't care how good they looked last week. I think Appalachian State actually looked really well. Miami couldn't stop the short stuff passing. They couldn't stop the run to save their lives. And Appalachian State actually has a two-headed monster of a backfield that ran for like 230, 240 last week. I think they win. That's a, a good word for it too, Randy, because Cameron Peoples is just a beast of a human. Uh, he's He's... Uh, I think he might be listed at six foot, but I think he's actually like six one, six two, and he runs like it. Uh, he's fun to watch, but he's on some some draft radars. I was when I was typing, I was looking up the line, and Miami's only nine point favorites at home against App State. Um, shout out to all my guys in North Carolina uh, who went to App State. A lot of guys I um, worked with are alumni. Alumni, that's the word. Yeah, there you uh, go. Good job. <laughs> so I would I would take App State to cover here, but I do think that Miami's gonna squeak it out just simply because they've got more alleged talent on the field. Possibly you consider that talent. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I mean <laughs> not compared to Bama, you know, but like maybe yeah, App State. Yeah, I, I agree there. Uh yeah, it's just yeah. It was I, a tough want, break I wanted for to Miami. Pick, I wanted to pick an upset too, so I think that uh, there was a lot of things that gave it 
credence, so I went with it. Yeah, that's fair. You could have picked Kansas as your upset. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, I think Miami, you know, they took a tough draw last week, taking number one Alabama week one, and then they got Bryce Young. So, like, yeah, you're not going to have, you know, you're going to look bad against that in that scenario. So I'm curious to what Miami does, if they're going to be like, all right, this is the crappy team that we've been, we've known, and the U is not back. Or this is like okay, they Alabama is really really good. This is actually a good Miami team, but oh, I gotta just go with App State. It's easy win. And now college game day is headed to the Cyhawk rivalry. That's the name of it. But gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Cyhawk trophy. That's 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 a big one right there. Uh, number ten Iowa will be traveling to number nine Iowa State. Christian, you love the Big Ten. Yeah, I picked this on the Debbie Royale on Tuesday, too, so this one was easy for me. Uh, I think Iowa wins this game, and the reason I think Iowa wins this game, Tyler Goodson ran all over Indiana, who was ranked and ranked very highly. Uh, A lot of people thought Indiana were legit, and Iowa came out, and they punched uh, Indiana right in the mouth twice to open the game, went up 14-0, and then just dominated from there. Meanwhile, Iowa State was struggling to pull out a 14-point – or a five-point win against I think it was 14 to nine was the final score mm-hmm. against Northern Iowa, which is just gross. You have Brees Hall, who's supposedly RB1. You have uh, Brock Purdy, who got some NFL draft five last year. You've got Charlie Kohler, who is supposed to be an NFL tight end, and you're struggling to play UNI. I think Iowa goes in there. It's a Big Ten team against uh, you know probably an overrated big 12 team in my opinion. So I am picking Iowa this week. Yeah. Jared, who you got? Yeah. I, I like all those reasons, Christian. I'm with you too. It's going to be a big game in the state of Iowa, but I think, I think Iowa's going to edge out Iowa state probably more than edge them out, but I was going to get the one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm rolling Iowa as well. Uh, Honestly, biggest thing for me is I, I think this game hits the under. Obviously, Iowa has 23 straight games of allowing 24 less points. I think that continues, and they just know how to win in that scenario. Yeah, I think I think Iowa is just going to be it's just a better team. You know, they everyone was talking last week that Indiana was going to be you know that team to make a run in the Big Ten, and then Iowa walks in or walks into their home stadium and you know just absolutely dominates Indiana. I like this Iowa team. You know, Riley lost two pick sixes last week. That was, you know, phenomenal for for them. I'm gonna go. I have to go with the, the Hawkeyes here. I think they are just the better overall team. Iowa State. They didn't look good last week. Brock Purdy was, you know, decent, but he wasn't, you know, the top tier talent that we were expecting him to be. I like the Hawkeyes to to get the win. Good stuff. Which brings us to our game of the week. And I'm still surprised game day is not going there because I would rather spend my time. Games in Columbus, right? Sure is. Yes. Of course, I'd rather go to Columbus, Ohio than anywhere in Iowa. But number 12, Oregon, will be making a visit. All right, does he? Brutus? Yeah, you go, Jared. (laughs) Split the difference. (laughs) Um, Number 12, Oregon, will be making a trip to visit number three, Ohio State. Um, I'll, I'll let the two Ohio fa- uh, residents, uh, I don't want to say Ohio fans, state fans, 
<laughs> since someone's fairly a North Carolina fan. Yeah. Bring up that comment for you. It, Randy, I just you remember that it. when you... Uh, <laughs> well, as an actual Ohio State fan, um, I think the reason game day is not there uh, is because they know this is not going to be that great of a game. Um <laughs> I think this is kind of like the the Miami Bama matchup last week, where in theory, rankings wise, it should be a decent game, but it's just a team being clearly outmatched. Ohio State, like you said earlier in the show, did not look good, especially in the first half. Stroud looked nervous uh, a ton, but he turned it on the second half. The defense struggled in the first half to make a ton of tackles. They, I I I would say almost every run the first tackle was broken. Uh, second half again looked better, so I expect them to come out firing to shut up any doubters kind of situation. Uh, that's pr- it's just outmatched, really. Yep, um, I am with there you, you. Christian. Just want to, I want to bring that up again. Yeah, I think if uh, I I need that on Twitter, I just need that posted to my Twitter because people, people <clears> stuff. Uh, I got you. Well, a lot of people at this point know you live in Columbus too. I know. So it doesn't help. It's a problem for sure. Um, however, in this game, I think if Kayvon Thibodeau was playing, I think we might be talking in, in a little different light. However, it, he was in a walking boot. I don't know. He was day to day. He might be playing, but it seems Looking as though. Looking right even, now. Yeah, even if he does, I think he'll probably be limited. Um, and so. You, he's also going against five starting offensive tackles on, on one starting offensive line. Yeah, uh, Ohio State offensive line is my favorite position group in all of football. They are just the definition of hog mollies. Uh, just so fun to watch. Uh, and so I think it's going to be a, a nice little, they're going to do some quick hitters to get Alave more touches and Garrett Wilson more touches. Uh, and then they're just going to explode all over this defense. So, um Yes, phrasing is fun. Uh, So, yeah, Ohio State, for sure. Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau's status being uncertain right now, it's hard to pick the game because he's such – he's going to be a difference maker if he's on the field. He's that dominant of a lineman. Um, Again, he's going against Ohio State's offensive line, which you know is going to be top tier. If he's not on the field, I think Ohio State's going to be able to just, you know, CJ Shaw is going to have a lot more time in the pocket. He's going to be able to make the throws. The receivers going to get open. The rushing game is going to be there. That true threat coming down on the offense off on the defensive line is not going to be there for Ohio State. So if he doesn't play, I think it's a hundred percent Ohio State no matter what. If he does play, I think you know Oregon now stands better of a chance. I think the game's a lot closer. I still think Ohio State wins in the end. But he's one of those players that he's such a difference maker. If he doesn't play, Ohio State should stomp right over them. And now we're talking about how good Ohio State is. But it's all going to come down to when he plays. And I'm sure we won't find out until, you know, 20 minutes before the game when he's out in pads or if he's, you know, out there in his sweatsuit. Jared, finish us off. Who's winning our game of the week this year? Oh, this I thought week? you might have forgot about me. So, you know, both teams are coming off of a win last week. Uh, 
you know, I think we were. Jared, you got to move your head a little bit. I can't see it. Brutus is blocking it. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> we, were, we were thinking, you know, we were thinking Ohio State was going to have a bigger win against Minnesota, but that ended up being a bit of a tougher contest. But they found their rhythm coming into the end of the game. Whereas Oregon, they got the win, but they didn't really do anything too exciting. And, you know, it kind of seemed like they slowed down halfway through the game and then did just enough to get the win at the end. So, I, you know, for me, it, it's really easy to go with Ohio State. I think they're a better team, but they also have the momentum going with them, too. Yeah, yeah. I get there, there, I, I was just gonna add. There was a real possibility that Oregon lost last week. Um, yeah, Fresno's yeah. a Fresno's a good team, um, but they shouldn't have been hanging with yeah. with Oregon. So, yeah, yeah Anthony Brown sucks too. So <laughs> that's that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hype going for Oregon going to the year. Like I picked them to win the Pac-12. You know, because I thought you know I had high hopes for Anthony Brown. I had high hopes, obviously. You know, wasn't expecting Kayvon Thibodeau to get hurt. Um, and I know he's one of those – again, he's one of those guys that he's such a dominant player. He's going to make a difference no matter what. He's on the field, he's off the field. It's going to show his value. But, again, they shouldn't – yeah, you sh- they should not have been hanging – Fresno should not be hanging with, with Oregon. Even saying Minnesota should not have been hanging with Ohio State as long as they did. But, again, in the end, Ohio State has way more talent. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, that is that was a fun time, a fun, great debut episode of the college football cut. Now, I'm sure all of our picks aren't going to come true, but you know, Christian and Randy, thank you guys for joining us, being our you know first ever celebrity guest pickers. Be less celebrities, you know. Some people don't like you guys. Or they don't like them, Randy. Yeah. There Everyone's, you go. This yeah. guy. <laughs> right? Everyone loves Randy. <laughs> yeah. except that guy at the intramural game that tried to kill us but <laughs> he didn't like Sean more I just stepped in <laughs> that's true uh, I do want to preface all of these picks I should, it's actually not a preface anymore it's just a statement I went 0-7 on the Debbie Royale last week in my picks so um, can you have told me this before I asked you to come on the show next time maybe well I'm hoping you know I'm in third place out of three over there and I'm hoping that, you know, I can add these picks in to just give myself a little bit better of a chance over there. So I'm just going to add them to the dock, and they're not even going to notice. Shocked you're in third place. Crazy. <laughs> it's kind of my brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guys, it was that was a fun that was a fun episode. Jared, you got anything else uh, to wrap us up? No, this is a good time. Looking forward to next week. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, you know, a lot more exciting stuff, more – more fun games that we'll break down all of week two. Look ahead to week three. Christian, Randy, it was a pleasure. Always a pleasure when I see, you know, my fellow CSU um, <laughs> intramural uh, mentors. We'll go with that. Just like need that. Sweet and Randy to complete, complete the, the Mount Rushmore of CSU intramurals. <laughs> yeah. But for Jared Terrell, I'm Adam Mack. It was a fun one. Tune into the cut for all your fantasy football, football, College football, just just football, American football. If you like American football, tune in. I don't know how many shows you all have. You have too many at this point. It's, it's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You have too many. Um, just keep tuning into the cut every day. Is there a day they shouldn't tune in because there won't be anything? Two, uh, no, Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, right hey, now. Saturday? Take the day off. Saturday. No, Saturday you need to watch college football. Yeah, well, it, for us, it's we're not – we don't have a live stream Tuesday and Saturday currently. Every other day we do. 
Okay. Well, just keep tuning into the cut till you find a show you like, you know, preferably every Thursday at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time, whichever, whatever floats your boat. Um, it was a lot of fun for our debut show. It's only going to get better from here. Um, see you all next week. Talk to you later. Go Herd.